Laura Livingston is back, and we're going to go on a deeper dive into hypnotherapy. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShutler, and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm going to help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining. I'm happy you're here. Before we get started, I need to answer this. Hey, I'm getting a call from Phoenix in Montreal. Hi, Phoenix. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. Great. I hear you have something to tell me. Yep. What do you call a dinosaur that's sleeping? What do you call a dinosaur that's sleeping? Hmm, I don't know. What? A dino snore. <laughs> oh, dino snore. <laughs> Well, you may be relaxed where we're going, but please try not to snore. Okay, let's buckle up. Welcome to the land of hypnotherapy. We are searching for Laura Livingston. She's an intuitive coach who uses a blend of energy work and hypnotherapy to help people step into the work and life they love. Is that you? It's me. It's me. Oh, I'm so glad we found you. <laughs> Thanks, Laura, for having us here. Absolutely. Welcome. Welcome to my land. Okay. So what is this hypnotherapy land? What's hypnotherapy? <laughs> so yeah, hypnotherapy, um, I think the easiest way to talk about hypnotherapy is to understand that it's a state um, it's a state of being or a state of mind. Um, and it's a state characterized by two things. First off, deep relaxation. Um, but it does not mean that you're asleep. So deep relaxation and also a heightened sense of awareness or focus. Um, and it's the two together that really, I think, mean that you're in a state of hypnosis. So you could be, you know, deeply relaxed, but not necessarily focused, right? So when you're on your way to sleep, um, you're not necessarily all that focused. Um, but yeah, we relaxed. probably wouldn't fall asleep, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Or you can be in a deep state of um, focus, but it doesn't mean that you're relaxed. You can be really anxious or really stressed out at the same time. And so the two together um, really, I think, are the best ways to characterize what happens when you're in a state of hypnosis. Okay. Okay. Thank you for letting us know. So, um, what brought you to the land of hypnotherapy? What is it doing for you? Why are you, why are you here, Laura? Why am I here? Well, it's, it's a very long, um, story over many, many years. As I said in the other podcast episode, I think the universe speaks to us in whispers and I was receiving whispers over, over time. Um, there were just little tiny things, uh, in my life that would, you know, give me a book about a 
hypnotherapist. And I thought that's cool. And that was the extent of that. Right. But every time I sort of moved through my life and I, I continued to receive these, these little whispers, um, I can now look back in hindsight and see that they were dots connecting me, um, along this path. But I, I really, um, I think the way that it sort of culminated was when I was leaving, well, I had left corporate. I was um, after almost, almost two decades of a career in corporate and I was um, burned out and ready to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and my career going forward. But I, I really honestly did not know what I wanted to do. I, was, I knew I wanted to do something that felt meaningful um, that felt like a helping service and that I, that felt meaningful and fulfilling to me, but I really wasn't sure what that was. And so I actually started working with a coach and she actually started helping me do some meditations. And that was again, one of the whispers, but it was one of the, the last and stronger whispers around, you know, telling me, you know, go within the answers are inside. And, um, and ultimately I, um, was, lying awake, uh, kind of halfway awake, halfway asleep in my bed one night. And I just all of a sudden got this very, very, very clear thought to research hypnotherapy schools in my area. And I, um, and then I started, then I was wide awake and kind of um, like somebody had given me some caffeine and I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to do that tomorrow. I guess I'm going to be doing that right now. And so I leaned over in the dark and grabbed my laptop and started typing and found, uh, found two schools in my area, one of which I chose very quickly. And uh, within a few weeks, I was in their program and um, really wasn't even sure at that point whether I was going to do it for my own personal learning and growth and healing, or if I was going to be, um, become a hypnotherapist. And within the first, I think two or three days of the program, I was very clear, um, that this was how I wanted to start my new path and my new career. So. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So you started a career, you know, in hypnotherapy that kind of opened doors for you. What has hypnotherapy done for you? Um, I mean, I know professional, as we all know, that's part of our life, but now that you've been doing hypnotherapy as a professional, what has it done for you as a recipient? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's actually an important point. You know, there's a lot of people probably on your podcast that we've all been recipients and practitioners of our particular modalities. And I, um, I love that particular, you know, it's like what works for me, I can share with other people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I think in many ways it started out with career just as far as what I just talked about, what, what am I going to do with my, with my career? And that was, this is one of the modalities that I use the most. Um, but it also helped me with my career in the sense that I didn't realize it at the time um, until I started going through this hypnotherapy program and, and doing some, you know, being a recipient of hypnosis myself, I didn't realize um, how many, I'm going to just call them limiting beliefs, but how many thought processes, belief systems that I had in place that, that had been keeping me in my corporate environment, even though I, I was really stuck, even though I wasn't happy and I wasn't fulfilled. And it was, I realized um, going through this process as a recipient that um, 
I had belief systems in place that like, uh, you can only do, you know, you have to work hard in order to make money or you can, um, I had a belief that, that I could either be fulfilled in my work or make money, but I had a belief system that those two didn't go together. Um, how many and, people have that belief system? Yeah. Hello, right. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that came from many, many things. One really obvious thing that I learned was I grew up uh, with a, a mother who was a teacher and she, she was meant to be a teacher. She lived and breathed teaching. She still, I think, is a teacher today as she's, even though she's retired there, she's always doing something around teaching. And, um, and she was super fulfilled and I saw that, but we all know that teachers don't make a lot of money. My dad was an attorney. Um, super intellectually fulfilled. I know that it, it fulfilled him in that way, but I, you know, I, and, and he made a decent living, but I never, um, I never was aware of that piece of, of, you know, fulfillment around him. And maybe he will argue with me if he hears this, but, <laughs> you know, I, I, and, and this has nothing to do with the messages my parents sent me. It's just the two things that I observed of two professionals in my home growing up um, and what meaning I made of that. And so when I did hypnosis for myself and I, and I noticed those things, I made a meaning around that and I made a worldview around that. And, and, and then other things in my life and my experience sort of added on to that. And I created this massive belief system that this isn't a possibility. And so when I went in and started realizing these things and, and healing and working through them, then it really helped me to jump into this career um, as an entrepreneur full force and to be able to do it with a lot less fear um, and a lot, less, lot more confidence. So it's helped me for sure in my career. Um, but then really uh, hypnotherapy or hypnosis or meditation. Um, and there are a lot of other things that I think a lot of people do to, to find themselves or to connect, I would say connect within Hypnosis has really given me the opportunity to connect more deeply to myself, to my inner knowing, to um, my intuition. And the more that I was a recipient of hypnosis, and, and frankly, I learned how to do self-hypnosis as well as a part of this, and it's what I teach my clients as well. But the more that I spent in hypnosis, the more that I was able to connect more deeply to my intuition and feel more confident and clear in my decisions. So I've always been an, an intuitive person. I've made really, really big life decisions with my intuition and I felt strongly led and I knew what to do. Um, and I was able to make those big life decisions complete clarity. But what, for me, what I was always lacking and often had stress around was day-to-day -day decisions, day-to-day -day mm. choices of, you know, do I go to this meeting or that meeting? I mean, whatever it is, I did not trust my intuition. I didn't trust myself always to make, um, to make those decisions. And that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of anxiety. It's a lot of unnecessary time and energy spent on well, is it this or is it that? Or is there something, oh gosh, am I missing out? Is there another option I'm not even considering? And the more I spent in hypnosis, and one of the things that I teach my clients to do is, is to just learn how to connect to that part of yourself that does know. And then you have clarity and then you're calmer and you can make your decisions from that 
space and just simply move forward and trust that if it's the wrong decision, which I don't really believe there are wrong decisions, but if it isn't the right thing that you'll recognize it and you'll make a shift when you need to. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest things for me that hypnosis has given me is just that it's a trust in myself. Wow. That's, I love that you brought up the point of, you know, big decisions. I can relate to that. It's like, I, I definitely feel like when I make a big decision in my life that everything inside me is like, yep, this is it. But I probably put, you know, hyper-focused on these big decisions and I just have to feel it. But I too would say that everyday decisions we get, you know, clouded in all of them. And then it just turns out into anxiety. I mean, my gosh, especially during the pandemic. Hello, who's out there listening? Anybody having that right now? So um, yeah, to, to be more clear on the everyday, what, oh, that sounds, uh, that sounds so peaceful, you know, and kind of in the flow. That's, that's great that that's helped you with those everyday decisions. And I think that's a good point, Denise, you know, the, the, the peaceful aspect of that. Um, you know, hypnosis is a calming of the mind and, um, my approach and my belief is that we have the answers inside of us. Um, and that, and for those, um, healing practitioners that you're interviewing that, that we have the ability to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, there is a piece around just sort of trusting that I think, and, like you said, the cloudiness of, ah, should I do this or should I do that? And trying to make a decision, however large or small, um, there's a lot of anxiety around that for many, mm -hmm. many people. And I think just, oh my God, take a deep breath, close your eyes. What's the real answer? Mm -hmm. Just move forward. And there's a lot of peace in that. Um, and I think that's really, you know, at the end of the day to get philosophical, I think that's who we really are. I think that's who we really are. I think all of the, the chaos around us and the should and the shouldn't, what other people are doing and what other decision choices I have, you know, those aren't who you really are. They're just the circumstances you find yourself in and the information coming towards you. And if you just get quiet and close your eyes, you, you can find the right, you know, next step for you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. That's very insightful. Um, yeah. So if you're listening, uh, ask yourself, you know, if this is, if this is something you're interested in, you want to stay on this land and, and pursue it longer. Um, so I'm curious about, you know, you talked about for decision-making, how has this, you know, either for you personally or for clients that you've worked with, how does hypnotherapy affect people dealing with pain, like physical pain? Yeah, it's a, that's a great point. And I think, as a quick side note, we can come back to this. Hypnotherapy can use, be used for so many different things. Um, for me, I think the pain piece for hypnotherapy is, is particularly powerful. I wish that I had found hypnotherapy um, years ago. I used to have, a, a, I used to have chronic back pain. And um, I think I'll talk about my experience and then I'll talk about how hypnotherapy can help. My experience, one of the things that I noticed was, um, and I was in and out of pain, but I was consistently always uncomfortable. So even when I wasn't in pain, I was incredibly uncomfortable in my body. And I noticed that I would walk around my life and the world looking at places 
from the perspective of, is this going to, is this going to hurt my back? So mm-hmm. I would go to a friend's house and look at their couch and their chair and, oh gosh, ugh, okay, how long can I sit there and be comfortable? Um, Cause it's a very smushy couch, right? And it doesn't mm-hmm. have support or whatever it is. And I looked at airplane, you know, as much a huge traveler, huge, huge traveler, but I would look at my luggage and I would make packing decisions based on my back. And I would um, look at airplanes and, and get in on an airplane and start to immediately tense up because I would tell myself it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it's reality. Chronic pain is real. And what happens in your mind just makes it worse. And so I would look at the airplane seat, for example, and be like, okay, I'm going to be on this flight for 12 hours. My bad is my back going to hurt. And mm-hmm. that, you know, those were, that was the way that I saw the world. And it's not fun, it's not enjoyable to, you know, go to a friend's house or even a restaurant to enjoy, you know, people's company and to be really, instead of saying hello to your friends, you're hyper-focused on, okay, what chair am I going to pick? Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, did that person sit in that chair? Okay, I'm going to have to ask them to move because I need that chair because I think that's the only way that I can be comfortable in my body in this moment. Um, And so just as an example, that was one of the ways that I realized chronic pain was affecting me. And had I had hypnosis at that point in time, and there are a lot of people that do um, exactly this work and that specialize in, in using hypnotherapy for pain management and, and dare I say healing, um, they really do t- check in to those belief systems. And, and even more importantly, to start with thought processes. What's, what are you saying to yourself as you go through your day? It took me years to even realize that I was, that's the way I was living and that those, I was telling myself I back was going to hurt when I get off this plane. And I was telling myself my back was going to hurt when I left the restaurant. Um, and that might or might not have been true on that day, but your subconscious mind, super powerful, right? I think a lot of people know your subconscious mind is incredibly more powerful than your conscious mind. And your belief systems and your thought process processes, particularly those that are cyclical and repeated, um, your subconscious mind hears that. And it's kind of like um, like a child with no filter or like an obedient dog. And they hear, oh, my back's going to hurt after I get off this plane. Okay, my back's going to hurt when I get off this plane. Mm. And it's and they go, okay, thanks, I got it. And your body hears that and your subconscious mind hears that. And adds to what you already have going on um, in a physical capacity. And so hypnosis or hypnotherapy for people who have pain can be incredibly helpful. One, around breaking down some of those thought processes. Two, um, hypnotherapy often can get to the root cause of something. So if your pain is mostly emotional, if your pain, as far as the root cause of your pain, um, if your pain, if the root cause of your pain is more energetic or, uh, or based on a thought process, um, imagine what you could do and how much better you could feel if you could just work through the mental and emotional pieces of your pain. Um, even if your pain's source is purely physical, as I was describing, you know, your plain seat concept you can start to have a better relationship with the activities that you do, um, you know, and, and understand how you're adding to the process. 
um, because again, your, your subconscious mind is super, super powerful. And so for people who are in chronic pain and don't have some sort of mindset, and again, it can be hypnotherapy. That's what we're talking about today, but it could be meditation. It could be something else that you use to get calm and quiet and, and to go within because that's how you can start to, to come out of and break the pattern of saying, my back hurts, my back hurts, my back hurts, my back hurts. Um, you can take a moment out of your day to focus on something else. And for those moments, you, you know, maybe you're back hurting, but you weren't focused on it. And mm. so then that's how you can start to shift patterns and thought processes and again, belief systems. That is huge. That is huge. And thank you, Laura. That is, that is really huge because I know with my clients, a lot of my clients have been in pain for a long time. Um, and it's physical. It's not like they thought about it and all of a sudden they've provoked all this pain on them. But what I see is that as they begin to heal and recover, it takes a while for their mind to catch up with their body. Yes. And so it kind of keeps them at that state. And I will say personally, I've gone through some stuff where I've been in a lot of pain, you know, for a long time. And, um, and I remember thinking it's been so long. It's almost like I, I missed the pain. It's weird. It's like, it's, there's something yeah. in your mind that gets you to stay with it because it's like all, you know, so yeah. anyway, I just think, you know, we don't have to go super deep in this area, but knowing that this is related to physical pain and related to anxiety, which, you know, I'm hearing now that there's people out there have been wanting me to talk about anxiety. So this is a piece of that. Um, so, wow, this, it sounds like this is a great visit for us to be here. <laughs> great you know, timing, you, great timing for this trip. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned Denise, the, the, the piece about, um, shifting once you start to heal and shifting out of that i mean it, it almost becomes a piece of your identity right exactly and yes mm -hmm. and i think one of the things that i notice and one of the things that i always talk to my clients about is um you know this concept of being very careful and clear about your language because one of my pieces for me amen sister pain, <laughs> who are my clients out there that know i've been talking about that i'm pointing at you you know who i you know who you are <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's such a big deal though, because it's a big deal. It's, you know, not, for it's, not me, poo -poo. it's real. It's real. No, it's so real. And again, as we talk about your subconscious mind is hearing it and going, okay, I'll be obedient. Let me do that. Uh, for me, it, I would start to heal. I, it, it took me a while to realize this, but I used to, I had on repeat and I would say this to myself and to other people all the time. Oh, I have a bad back. Mm -hmm. or, I have back issues. I have a bad back. I have back issues, whatever it was even after I was healing, even after, you know, the percentage of days that I had per month in pain versus pain-free started to shift, I would still say to people, oh, I have a bad back, you know, right. I have back issues. And I finally changed that to what I said in the very beginning of this segment, which is I used to have a back, I used to have back issues. Yeah, nice. So powerful for me the day that I said that out loud as a past tense. Mm -hmm. I because now, now I'm already detaching from that identity, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so how would you say uh, your back is now? Every now and then, I feel uncomfortable. And usually I can tell you that I, you know, haven't been taking care of myself or I haven't been doing my yoga or I haven't gone to 
a Denise body worker in a while. Um, I usually know I, you know, I do certain things to take care of and I'm, I feel like I'm on maintenance mode. I do certain things to take care of my back, but, but only as just something that I do. It's just like I brush my teeth. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really, every now and then I notice my back, but I know what to do for it. And I think that confidence too helps to re reiterate for myself. Okay. It's fine. My back doesn't feel great today, but I know what to do and I'll, I'll feel fine later. Nice. That's a totally different tape than I used to play, which is, oh, oh my God, my back hurts. What am I going to do? Right. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you so much. For your, for your help in my journey with that. Um, oh, you're welcome. A huge, a huge part of my healing. Well, it's been my pleasure. It's, it continues, continues to be my pleasure. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the passionate health advocate dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. Thank you for that story. Thank you for sharing how it applies to you. And I, I think we want to know also, um, you've touched about there's many ways that hypnotherapy can be used. Is there anything you wanted to say about that, that that would be important for us to know? Hypnotherapy, I think um, in a similar vein to meditation, and I talked a little bit about this in the other episode too. If, if you think about what it is, it's very similar to meditation. There's a lot of ways in which we are quote unquote in a trance um, or in an altered state or even just in a state of relaxation and focus in our daily lives. Um, and I think because it can be used in so many, or because it is used in our daily lives in so many different ways, it also translates into there are so many different ways and so many aspects of your life that it can help with. Um, and so it really runs the gamut from, you know, we've been talking about health and wellness, pain management, um, and, and I would argue healing depending on the root cause of your pain. Uh, I use it for um, helping people in their career, helping entrepreneurs and creatives. Um, I use it around in, intuition, trusting your intuition, as I was talking before. It's also a really great way to tap into your creativity I work with a lot of artists and creatives um, around that piece, especially when you're hitting writer's block or, you know, the equivalent of that in your life. We all have a flow and sort of an inspirational way of being. And then we know what it feels like not to be in that space. Oh um, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> been there. You know, I'm stuck. What am I going to do? Or what, what am I going to create next? Or, or even just, you know, feels blah right now, uninspired, um, you know, and so how to tap back into that creativity. Um, and then it can be, you know, a health and wellness piece. There's a lot of people who use hypnosis for weight loss, for, to help people stop smoking, to address really any physical ailment or condition. Um, there's hypnobirthing to help people with the birth process. I mean, there are so many different physical pieces as I'm sure you talk about in with your clients and in your work, that there 
you know, health is a more of a holistic, you know, it's a holistic way of looking at things. It's not always just the physical symptom or mm -hmm. as you've taught me, you know, oh, well, my back was hurting. And the first thing you did is you started working on my calf muscle. What? You know, so, yeah. so understanding the physical and also how it connects to all the other, you know, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, dare I say, the spiritual aspect of ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and then, and then it also hits, I think the spiritual piece um, as well, hypnotherapy, you know, for me, going back to your question about how it's helped me. It's really expanded my worldview. And, and I don't mean this in a religious way, but, but my spirituality has been expanded and has grown um, as I have tapped more into my own intuition and understanding my, my inner knowing and, and working with other people and how to, how to do that as well. Um, so it really does. And people who do past life regression work and, and other, you know, very spiritually based things, um, type spiritually type spiritual type of work um, that use hypnosis or meditation either as a way of accessing that information or just as a way of working with their clients. So I mean it's every aspect of life, you know, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, energetic. Um, hypnotherapy can help you with that. And there are practitioners that are broadly focused and also that specialize in different areas too. So whatever it is that you're looking for, there's probably somebody out there who uses hypnosis to help you with that particular thing. Okay. All right. Well, you answered a lot of questions with those, um, <laughs> with, with that meaning, you know, I, a lot of us are probably on here for, well, pain. That's a big one. Um, physical pain, but there's emotional pain. And then there's also maybe people don't feel spiritually connected, whatever that means to you. Um, yeah, there's, there's, you know, we are multifaceted human beings. And so finding ways to deal with that is, is awesome. I'm glad we're here. Me too. How I do have a uh, one little question, or maybe you can reiterate, um, you know, it's it talk about the day to day in the trance. Is there, mm -hmm. you know, is this something that we are already doing already by ourselves without a hypnotherapist? Yeah. So, um, hypnosis. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about hypnosis just briefly and then I'll get back to the question because hypnosis is just a state, right? There's many different states of consciousness and states of awareness. Being asleep versus being awake is one that we're all very familiar with. Um, if you've done any sort of meditation, guided visualization, um, guided imagery, all of those things are the same truly as hypnosis. Um, mm. So it's just a state of relaxation. We, uh, different practitioners use different words, but it, it's the same thing. Um, so I think hypnosis in particular has its own, you know, misconceptions and, and, you know, people see the, the crazy, you know, the, the pocket watch in the movies and that type of thing, but it really is no different. You don't use pocket watches in your set. I do not. I do not own a pocket watch. You don't like turn your, your wrist back and forth. I, don't. <laughs> I don't. And you can, you know, it's, it's just sort of an old school way of doing it, but, um, but no, really it, it's, it's, um, so just to, just to sort of normalize hypnosis in general. Um, what I do hypnotherapy is using that state of hypnosis for the purposes of some sort of therapeutic or healing process. 
Um, and so, you know, I do use it for specific purposes. And, you know, if I go to a yoga class and I'm doing a meditation, that's a different purpose, but it's the same thing. It's the same mm -hmm. state. So just to, just to sort of normalize it. And then to your point, you know, my teacher, when I was in hypnotherapy school, she used to argue that we are actually not hypnotherapists. We're not hypnotizing people. We're de-hypnotizing people. Oh, um, interesting. So, yeah. And so in the same way that I was talking earlier about, you know, changing your, your belief systems and your thought processes and your limiting beliefs, you know, we could argue that we're programmed, right? I was programmed mm -hmm. at an early age to, because I made up this story for myself as a kid to try to make sense of the world that, you know, work is a certain way. Um, this is how you make money or this is how you be, find a way path to fulfillment. And so I had created a program in my mind about that. When I went through hypnosis, I deprogrammed that and I sort of like broke up the code and then recreated a new thought process and way of seeing the world that actually felt true to me and was based in really reality. Um, and so there are so many ways, you know, cultural, we're dealing with a lot of, you know, cultural shifts right now in the United States. People are pointing out a lot of things that, that people aren't even aware of how they're seeing things and how they're behaving and what we've uh, decided to normalize and say is acceptable behavior. And people are starting to point out what's not right. Those are programs. Those are, you know, you could argue, you know, hypnotic trances that we've all been in as a culture to say, this is how we operate and this is how we are. And then we're like, wait a minute, you know, the record uh, moves off the, the needle on the record goes, you know, and it's yeah. like, hold on, what's reality. And that's what happens when you shift a belief system. So again, back to your point about every day, you know, there's programs running all the time in our minds. We have belief systems around what's been wrong. Um, you know, if you've ever, um, if you've ever, maybe this isn't the best example, but if you've ever been driving and missed your exit, mm -hmm. oh, yes. Yes. or been dry and, and thought like, oh my God, what just happened for the last five minutes? I don't remember. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You were in a trance. You were in a state of deep relaxation. Luckily, you know, you were driving well and not getting into an accident. Um, just this morning, I went for a walk into town and I was going to one place, but I, I bypassed it, totally missed it and kept, because normally when I go into town, I first go to the grocery store. And so I ended up walking past the restaurant that I meant to go to. And I went all the way to the grocery store instead, because that's just what my mind normally does. Um, oh, I always call that autopilot. Totally. It's autopilot. Yeah. It's a trance. So like you can mm -hmm. call it whatever you want. I, again, people think of a trance as this like crazy, scary thing, but you're in trances all the time. Um, and again, so sometimes what I do is I dehypnotize people instead of hypnotize people. Mm, and again, okay. I think it's important to normalize um, this type of work because it's something that's happening all the time. And, and I think the other point I make here is that all, all hypnosis is actually self-hypnosis. Mm. So that idea, that concept of mind control, or you can make me look like a chicken, isn't actually true. You have your own free will and you can't um, go into a state of relaxation if you don't want to, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, Denise. Be calm and quiet. 
you know, like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. You have to choose to go, okay, I'll be, you know, I'll calm down now. Um, and so, you know, I think, um, it's really that simple. Like it really is that simple. It really is part of our everyday lives and, and, um, it's not. Right. So it sounds like we are already doing it. The difference is if we want to work with someone is that they can lead us to a way that it can help us with our issues, with our challenges, and even with our pain, if we want. Absolutely. Yeah, oh. exactly right. Oh, I would almost be like, oh, do you want to you do a little session right now? But no, we got, <laughs> we got more things to talk about. <laughs> Speaking of more things to talk about, how would we find, like, what would your advice be for any of us listening? Um, how will we find a qualified hypnotherapist? Really, really great question. Really, really hard to answer. Um, in the United States, hypnotherapy and hypnosis is not super regulated. There are some regulation, um, but not a lot. Um, and so <clears throat> now in Europe, there are a lot more regulations and I'm not going to speak about that because I don't live there and I'm not, uh, a, I'm not qualified to work in Europe as a hypnotherapist. Um, but it really does depend. So I'm going to start with just, I know you have a global audience. It really depends on where you're located as to what the regulations are. Um, so I'll start with that. In the United States, it's not super regulated, which I think is, is honestly a good thing and a bad thing, depending on what, you know, what you're looking for. But there are several things that you can do to feel good about choosing someone if you're looking for a hypnotherapist or a lot of people call themselves hypnotists. So just be open to their, okay. you know, depends on what they might call themselves. Um, there's a few things you can do. First off, and I, I recommend this to anybody who's looking to work with any sort of helping person, a coach, a therapist, um, any practitioner of any sort, talk to the person, check out their website. Do you, do you connect, you know, able to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them? Do you connect with them? Do you feel good in their presence? That's, that's number one, you know, especially for someone who's going to work with you very deeply. Hypnosis can be super, super deep and personal and profound work. And you don't want to work with someone that you don't connect with. So having some sort of personal connection is key. Um, the other thing you can do is do some research on their experience um, their, and their training. So hypnotherapy training programs, there are people that will certify people online in a two-day course. Hmm. Uh, so you never actually go in. And, and I think you could actually do this online, but um, that's very different than, for example, the training I took, which was 200 hours over four months with actual clients to practice with. Um, and then I actually did some additional training as well on top of that. So the number of, oftentimes people will quote the number of hours of their training. Um, mm -hmm. And so the more of the better. Um, so that's one way that you can look at, you know, what's, and how long have they been a hypnotherapist? Not to say that someone brand new coming out isn't good because absolutely there are plenty of people that are good. And, um, but I think just understanding what their background is as far as helping people and then what their training is, that's one sort of just tangible thing you can look at. The other thing you can do is you can research where they went to school 
and where they received their training and see if those um, programs are accredited or supported by, you know, hypnotherapy training um, boards and, and uh, organiz professional organizations. So if you want to do, you know, quality control, that's, I think, really the best option that you have. Um, and then the other thing that I would recommend is just understanding and getting clear for yourself first about what it is that you're looking for. Because if you're looking to do, for example, some trauma work, some work on like a deeply personal trauma, you might also want to have someone who's a trained therapist um, or someone who's had done trauma work, but you don't have to be a therapist to do trauma work, but someone who's had that you know, deep training around that topic. Or, you know, to our point earlier, if you want to talk to somebody about pain in your body, you know, is, is this just a generalized hypnotherapist or is this somebody who has, you know, their specialty is working with people who have chronic pain? Um, that oftentimes will help you sort of, if you're clear about what it is that you're looking for, then, then you'll also know what it is you're looking for in that person as far as their credentials and, and background and experience. Um, but it really, it's tough because I can't say, well, as long as, you know, they have X number of hours and as long as they've been accredited by this organization, some hypnotherapists are members of professional boards and board certified and some aren't. And it, frankly, that does not, in this um, industry, it does not mean that someone is it doesn't really speak to whether they're good or bad at what they do. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because um, a lot of people that I'm going to be talking to, we kind of fit in that world. And so I think the first thing that you pointed out was asking yourself first. So if you're listening and you're, and you're like, okay, where do I start? What is it that you need or that you think you need? And maybe, you know, when you ask yourself that question, you can close your eyes and relax a little bit and ask yourself that question and then do your due diligence. It's like, it's like get clear first on, you know, something that's bothering you and you're curious, okay, can this help me out? And then do some research, um, you know, and ask around. And it, it does really matter. Yeah. What kind of experience they have, meaning do they focus on the issue that you want to work on or, um, you know, has someone already recommended, maybe, you know, somebody that's recommended. Um, and then, you know, as an example, what school did you train in? Could they look there? Absolutely. And I think um, it's, I went to H, HCH Institute um, in Northern California and um, their website is hypnotherapytraining.com. And they have, um, they're not only a good resource for anyone who is thinking about becoming a practitioner, um, but they're also a really good resource just for what is hypnotherapy? And actually this question that we have been discussing around how do you find a, 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 the appropriate hypnotherapist for you, they even have a blog post about this. Um, oh, and so they have lots of really just basic, it's a great place to just go for any kind of information um, about hypnosis and hypnotherapy. I think there are even um, some video examples of an actual uh, session. Great, all right. Okay, this has been very informative. And if we want to learn more, you know, if anybody's listening, we want to learn more, um, how do we find you? Uh, you can find me on my website, lauralivingston.co. I am also on Facebook, um, Laura, which is Laura Livingston Coaching. 
And then if you're an entrepreneur or a creative, I have a Facebook group specifically for that population. Um, and we're called conscious cre nope. we're called conscious entrepreneurs and creatives. Nice. Okay. And then um, if we're just anyone curious about hypnotherapy or working with you, um, is there a way that we can contact you or just are you? Yes, all my contact information is on my website, lauralivingston.co, and I do offer free consultations. So if someone's interested in working with me, um, there's a link on my website to just set up a, just an information session. And uh, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me and to, to just uh, start having a conversation. Okay. All right. You heard it, folks. This has been such a wonderful visit. Uh, when we get back on the helicopter to go out of here, we will think of only happy thoughts of sitting in that, that ride home. <laughs> but I want to thank you so much for being our guide into the hypnotherapy land. And I look forward to future episodes. You're so welcome. It's been lots of fun. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShetler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.